welcome to the Unbusy Your Life podcast, where each week you will learn the tips, tools, strategies, and mindset of productivity. This isn't time management. This is personal management because the solution to your scheduling, time, and productivity issues is you and how you show up in your time. Hi, I'm Neil Williams, life coach and productivity expert, and I am going to help you become the best you in your 24 hours so you can get all the things done and live the exact life you want. Get ready to unbusy your life. Episode number 22, everyone. I'm so excited that you're here with me this week, and I'm super grateful that you are taking time to tune in, to be inspired, to learn, and to grow. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that most of you who are entrepreneurs have probably been exposed to before. It's this idea of playing small versus playing big. I feel like this is the perfect complement to the prior two episodes of the show where I taught you about failure and self-worth. So we're going to bring it all home today with this one. I'm going to take a slightly different perspective on the playing to win versus not to lose idea than you've probably heard before. So you'll want to make sure that you listen to this one to the end. This question of where are you playing not to lose instead of playing to win was one of the questions that was posed in the last retreat that I went to for my business mastermind. And it really hit me like a ton of bricks. I've spent the past two months thinking about this and questioning my decisions, making sure that they are from the lens of playing to win instead of not to lose. And it's really making a huge impact on my life and my business. In May, If you're listening to this podcast as it's released, it's going to be June. But in May, May was such an incredible month for me personally and for my business. I was certified as a master coach, which is like the ultimate thing that I wanted to do for myself in terms of my own coaching strength and capacity and skill, not just for me, but for my clients. I wanted to be the most powerful, impactful coach that I could be. And I think right now, and I'm at such an amazing level as a coach, I am now certified as a master coach. But through that process of getting certified, I grew to an entirely different level of myself. And what happened was that transferred over into my business too, which is something I hadn't really anticipated. But now that I reflect back, it really makes a lot of sense. I was able to 10 times my business revenue from the three months prior in these three months where I was working on my master coach project. I literally created as much money in one month this year as I did in almost an entire year last year. And I attribute a lot of the success to the topics that I taught you about in the prior two episodes where we talked about redefining failure, making failure your bestie, and creating your 24 karat gold self-worth. Playing to win is also one of the things that I think has had such an impact for me in creating these results in my business. I have another seven-figure entrepreneur that I'm working with right now, and this client is looking at the same thing in his business. He now realizes how his decisions have been from a a place of 
trying not to lose because of the fear of failure and what his brain has attached failure to mean about himself. He's now completely reinventing his business and thinking about it and making decisions from his future self, the self that has three times the annual revenue that he's created before. Now, is this easy? No, it's not easy. Otherwise, everyone would do it, right? But is it worth it? A hundred percent over and over. And that's what I want to help you with in today's episode. So what we're going to talk about on the show today is how you know if this is you, if this is something you're doing where you're playing not to lose instead of playing to win. And then I want to show you and talk to you a little bit about what the real problem with that is. And it's this is where I kind of take a different tact on it than probably what you've heard in the past. And then I'm going to teach you what I have found to be the solution to it. So if you're listening to this, you might at first be thinking to yourself, oh, that's not me. I don't play small. I play really big in my life and in my business. And so if you believe that, then I want you to listen to this next part and use these three uh, examples that I give you as a litmus test to see Are you truly playing as big as you want to be in your life? Or are you actually really playing not to lose in some way? So here's a couple of things to check in on to see where you're at in this. Number one, if you set realistic goals, then I would offer that you are playing not to lose instead of playing to win. So goals that feel good are really usually small goals. My master coach, Brooke Castillo, taught me that how you know if you set a goal big enough and how a goal looks like playing to win is that when you think about it, you literally maybe get nauseous or want to throw up. (laughs) And I knew that I was on the right track with my goal setting when I felt this way in master coach training. So even the idea of applying to become a master certified coach made me feel a little bit sick in the pit of my tummy. And that was an actual real stretch goal for me. Like that put me way out of my comfort zone. I had been certified for over a year and I had all kinds of thoughts about, well, I haven't been doing this long enough. Why in the world would they choose me? There's literally, she has, Brooke has thousands of certified coaches And they were only accepting 10 people into the program when I applied. So you can imagine, like, in my brain, I'm thinking the probability of me actually being selected was so low. And my brain wanted to offer me thoughts like, well, why would you even apply? Because it's so unlikely that you're even going to get selected. And I realized that I'm now living with the gift of being a certified master coach because in that moment, I decided to play win. In that moment, I decided to play to win instead of to not lose. And I applied anyways. I gave it my all. I literally sat on the plane leaving our annual mastermind where it was offered to and opened up to be able to apply for the master coach training program. And I filled out the entire application on the plane ride home. I decided everything that I wanted to tell them. I wanted, I was in such full on belief and excitement about 
even applying for it and what I was going to learn about myself through the application process that I was ready to hit submit when the plane landed. And then I was accepted into the program. And now I'm so grateful to my decision, to myself in that moment for making that decision to play to win. And that's what I want you guys to consider as you're listening to this podcast today. What are some of the things that you, some decisions you made, some things that you did in your life where you did play to win and you're now living in this life with the gift of that decision of playing to win? And the other thing I want you to consider is where are you playing it small? Where have you set goals that just don't make you feel any kind of nauseousness or anxiety or fear or self-doubt? I would offer if those emotions are coming up for the goals that you set for yourself, you're doing it right. That is an indication that you have set goals to play to win, to go all out instead of playing not to lose. So if your goals feel like you're pretty confident that you're going to achieve them when you first set them, you're probably in the playing small camp, playing not to lose instead of playing to win. Now, here's a second way that you know that this might be something that you're doing and you haven't even realized it before. That's what I want you to hear is that I didn't even realize the ways in which I was playing not to lose until someone asked me about it. And then I could find it. So here's the second thing to check in on. If you don't set goals at all because you worry about how miserable you might feel if you don't achieve them, the not setting of a goal in the first place I would offer is playing small, playing not to lose. And if this is you, if this is the thing that you're struggling with, if you feel a lot of pressure in setting a goal, any kind of goal, whether it's a money goal or anything else, I want you to consider going back to episode number 20, where I taught you all about failure and how failure is your best friend on the way to achieving goals. Now, here's the third way that you might be playing small or playing not to lose. You make decisions from fear or doubt instead of from confidence and certainty. Or maybe you just don't even make decisions at all. You kind of spin out in indecision and waste a lot of time and procrastinate on making a decision. Now, here's some ways you know that this is probably what you're doing. You may already know. But if you have thoughts of, I don't know, I don't know how much to charge. I don't know what my next step is. I need someone else to help me make these decisions. If you're making decisions from fear, you can ask yourself, like, why did I make this decision? And if here's the best question that you can ask, if I was guaranteed that success was inevitable in this goal, what decision would I make? Access your future self who has already achieved the thing that you want for the wisdom and the answer of how you make this decision. How much do I charge? Ask that future you those questions and you'll be able to access wisdom that you never realized. And if it is different than the decision that you're making right now, you know that you're playing from the safe place and the place of not to lose instead of playing to win. So those are three ways that you can check in on where you're at. Am I playing big or am I playing small? Do I set realistic goals or do I set goals that literally make me want to throw up? Do I set goals or not? 
And where am I making my decisions from? What emotional energy is driving the decisions that I make? Is it from the fear and doubt place or is it from the confidence, badassery, certain place? Now, I also want to teach you about what the real problem that I see is in playing it small or playing not to lose. And here's what I've discovered. What it does is it deteriorates your relationship with yourself. And let me kind of just explain how this is happening. Because when you're, when you're playing small, when you're playing not to lose, you're basically telling yourself that you don't trust you to handle whatever the result is from going full out, from going full tilt, playing big, playing to win. And that you would rather just play it safe because you know how to handle yourself in the safe zone. And the places where I see this coming up most often for myself and for my clients are in the areas of time and money in their businesses. So let me give you a couple of examples of each of these. So in the time space, you decide on an amount of time to complete something and you give yourself more time than you need to complete it. You don't trust yourself to get it done in the time you allowed for it. And that because what will happen is you'll feel like a failure when you don't achieve it. You end up being frustrated and disappointed instead of curious about why that happened so that you can learn from it. You resist and repel from the failure. And so you lose out on so much learning, learning about the process that you need to take, learning the thing that you needed to know so that you have success next time, learning about yourself. That's how we see it happening with time. I also see it happening in the time space with clients who are so resistant to setting a schedule in the first place because they think it's restrictive and that they won't be able to be creative in their time. They think that discipline is something that's to be used against them. When I believe it's the exact opposite, being disciplined and being scheduled is the way to be your most valuable, productive you. And that is the way that it looks to play big. That is you going all out by scheduling the things into your time that are going to move you ahead in your life and in your business and making sure that all of your priorities get the real estate on your calendar. Now, here's where I see this happening in the money space. And just incidentally, all of the stuff that I teach and coach on in the time arena, the time and money things are so interconnected, right? So all my teachings on time, I'm realizing can transfer exactly over into the money space. And I've done this work in my own life and in my own business, and I'm starting to see the effect and the impact of how that's true. So here's what I see happening with my clients, and I've experienced this myself as well. In the money space, you decide on a big revenue goal, and then you're feeling super anxious about not reaching it. And if you don't reach it, what you make it mean about you, that you're not good enough, that you don't have what it takes to play with the big girls or the big boys. You just don't have what it takes to be that six or seven figure entrepreneur that you genuinely want to be. Your brain catastrophizes it and makes it mean that you won't have enough money, that you won't be able to pay your bills, 
that you and your family at some point are going to be under the bridge eating cat food in a van, right? And because your brain goes to that dark place, you don't set the big revenue goals that if you went after would literally change the trajectory of your business and yourself just in the going after them. Now, in both of these examples, in the time space and in the money space, you can see that these decisions are made from fear and from doubt and from a lack of trust in your own self. So what you're really saying to yourself when you do this is that you can't handle the thoughts and feelings you'd be having about yourself if the worst case happened. That is really what at the crux of it, at the core, at the root is what's going on. Right? So if you don't make the revenue goal that you set for your business, you make that mean something about that and you don't want to experience that. And if you set your time up for success and you somehow don't follow through on that plan that you made for yourself, you make it mean that you're a failure and you don't want to experience failure. So you just fail ahead of time by not doing any of it. I want to ask you which of these would have the most positive impact on your life. Failing before you didn't even start, meaning you're playing small and playing to lose or playing big and failing. Which one of these would you learn more from? Which one of these would evolve you more? Which one of these would grow you into becoming the next version of you that you want to be? And because this is really at the root of it, the solution is to commit to supporting yourself no matter what, of having an impeccable relationship with yourself, no matter what. This goes back to last week's podcast where I talked about your 24 karat self-worth. You have to believe that you are priceless and invaluable no matter what, even in the event that the worst case happens. And the worst that can happen really, truly is a feeling. Now, some of you are going to, on the outset, argue with that, but I want you to imagine like in the money space, if you set a big revenue goal or you set a goal and you fail at achieving it and like your brain catastrophizes everything, right? You end up having to maybe sell your house or go into debt to cover your bills for that month. What you're saying, what your worst case scenario is how you'd feel about that situation. And when you learn that the worst case is always a feeling and that you have the skill to process any other feelings that arise, the failure and the worst case isn't that scary. It's not that bad. Nobody dies. That is the solution. Committing to supporting yourself, committing to allowing any of the feelings that come up in the event that the worst case fails. The worst case happens. I saw this quote recently and I wrote it down because I thought it was so true and there's so much wisdom from it. And it goes like this. We suffer more often in our imagination than in reality. So when this is happening, when we're catastrophizing, we're considering the worst case scenario, we create suffering before it even exists. And when we're making our decisions from that suffering place, of course, we're going to make the decisions to play small and to not lose because we want the guarantee of success. But success, like I taught you about a couple of episodes ago, is not the goal. 
Success is who you become in the process of attaining the goal. And when we spend so much time imagining the worst case and suffering needlessly and ahead of time, what we miss out on is the imagination and the energy that we get to generate considering that the best could also happen. You can succeed beyond your wildest dreams and learn that you are actually your own ride or die, that there is nothing that can happen in your life that you can't handle because you can handle your emotions. You can experience any of it and you embrace and open up to the expansiveness of all of it. And that is when you become unstoppable. What does it look like to play to win? What decisions do you make from this place instead of from the small and safe place? Who do you get to become when you play to win that you haven't even given yourself the opportunity to become because you've been playing it safe and small? Those are the questions that I want to leave you with in this episode and have you contemplate over this week. And every single time over the next week, when you go to make a decision, I want you to ask yourself, is this decision from the play to win place or the play to not lose place? And knowing that, how do I want to make this decision? Now, if this podcast episode resonates with you, maybe even it lit a little fire for you or within you. I want you to know it's exactly the kind of topic that I teach and coach on in my group coaching program called The Productive and Peaceful Life. I'm so excited about this program. It incorporates everything that has led to my own success and my client's successes over the past year to create a schedule where you can flow through your work and your life with ease. If you're a side hustler, this program will teach you how to create more in the hours you have for your business each week and do it in a really energizing, sustainable way so that you don't end up blaming your side gig for not enough time and resenting it and quitting on it. This is exactly the process that I used to create a six-figure side hustle while I was still in my corporate job, getting my master's certification, taking care of myself and my family, and not burning out or feeling depleted. And if you're already a six or seven figure entrepreneur or well on your way to that, and you're starting to feel the strain of your business on your life, like it's overcoming your life and you don't know how to get back in balance in the productive and peaceful life, you will learn how to become the CEO of your time, your work and your life so that you can grow your business while still living the life of your dreams. If you want more information on the Productive and Peaceful Life program, you can visit my website at www.neilwilliams.com and apply for one of the spots. Have a beautiful, unbusy week, everyone. Talk to you next week. Bye.